Feast. So pleased that uh, we can show that video to you. What a blessing it is when we hear of God's intervention in our lives and how he joins our lives no matter what. I'm so pleased to be able to talk to you today. Do you know what? This is the first time I've spoken on a Sunday morning all year, so I feel like I need to say Happy New Year to you, really. But hey, Happy New Year, whatever. But what an exciting time we have ahead of us as we start to emerge out of this lockdown, lockdown over the last year. This time tomorrow, life will look so much different. I've got my haircut already booked for tomorrow. I probably would have already bought a pair of shoes just to support local business, of course. But so much that is going to unfold in front of us so much because we all have a story. And I wonder what that story is that's contained within you and within your life that you could share with others of how God has come and impacted your life and has joined your life and created such a blessing and such a story for you. You see, we all, we all have a story. Why don't you say that to the person next to you at home, look at them and say, we all have a story. We all have a story, guys. Wherever you are in the room today, you have a story. At home, you have a story. And how can we share that story best? You see, we're all captivated by stories. I love stories. I sit around the office when we're in, there's a few people together, and I I often say to people, have I told you this one? Have I told you this story? Because I just love stories. In fact, sometimes I just do stuff because I think I don't really want to do it, but it'll make a great story. It'll be a great thing that I can tell at a dinner party, or it'll be a great thing I can share with some friends around about because we all have different moments, different times when something happens and it creates a wonderful, wonderful story. I remember a time of going to a house in Torquay in Devon. I remember walking into that house. It was a, a house of an older gentleman and an older lady. They used to run pleasure boat business throughout Tor Bay, taking people on holiday who came down in their thousands and just taking them around the bay on pleasure boats so they could see it from a different perspective and a different view. Now they were older he struggled to maintain uh, the house and keeping stuff uh, in its right place and keeping the maintenance on, on all the homes. His wife, unfortunately, was suffering from Alzheimer's at this time I was introduced to them, and she was unfortunately locked away within herself. Unfortunately, it seemed that the light had gone out of her eyes, and her loving, devoted husband put it this way, He said she lives in a closed-off world that seems to be surrounded by darkness. Man, their house was stacked from floor to ceiling, full of stuff, just stuff everywhere, stuff from over the years, their history, their lives together, and also other things they had bought. And every nook and cranny you could think of from floor to ceiling in every room was just stacked full of stuff. We had been called in by the local council and Devon and Somerset Fire Brigade to make that place safe, to help them move their lives forward, to make sure they were safe at home. They lived with little pathway between the bedroom, which they did pretty much 24-7 in, with a small little pathway between all this stuff to the kitchen so they could make themselves a sandwich and a drink. And from the kitchen back to the bedroom and from the bedroom once again to the bathroom, two little pathways which they would enable them to go to the bathroom at least. The wife would walk these pathways constantly between the rooms and she would come back and lie on the bed, a single bed in a bedroom, and her devoted husband would sit in a chair with a small fire next to him and watch his wife 24-7, devoted in his love to her to ensure she was safe 
and she was okay. For many days we had cleared lots of stuff away and we came to one room and the last room that needed clearance. As I opened the door, it was the door to the lounge. Once again, it was stacked from floor to ceiling of stuff. And after a number, more number of days of helping get through that and clearing some of that stuff away, we got to a place where we could take the husband into the room. He walked in, looked at the chair he had not sat in for over 10 years. He had not been in that room. And he sits in his own chair, looking around the room, around about him. And the tears began to flow down his cheeks. And then a moment, a beautiful thing happened as he began to cry on his chair in a room he had not been in for 10 years. The door opened and there stood his wife in a doorway of a room she had not been in for so long either. And it suddenly seemed as if the light had come on in her eyes. She smiled in a way she had not smiled for so long. She looked at her husband as if she had recognition in her eyes. We were all amazed. Her husband looked up at her. He could not believe what he was seeing. His wife suddenly was looking around the room and seeing things she had not seen in so many years, had not even recognised, had not been in that room. The light had come back on. He jumped to his feet and the wonder was, in this awful disease she had, how long would she continue to recognise things for? How would he respond towards his beautiful, devoted wife that for years he'd sat next to her single bed and watched over over her? How would he be devoted to her? Would he continue to cry in delight and relief? Would he rush over and embrace her just one more time and allow his lips to touch her lips just one more time as she recognised who he was? Would they chat and converse? that he could live off that moment when she locked away once again. They had one more second and one more minute together. Would they sit for a time and reminisce over the joys and the celebrations, the woes of life? Would they look and celebrate those moments of time as the light had finally come on in her eyes? And I was amazed when he simply walked over to his wife when he crossed the room to this woman who had been locked away in his own words in darkness for so long and now the light had come on in her eyes as he walked over to her and took her by the hand he simply walked over to his beloved wife and he bowed to her he took her hands he said come dance with me and there he postured himself in a posture of embrace And she took his hands and together with no music whatsoever, he said these words, it's okay, my love, come to me, come dance with me. There in a room with no music, a husband begins to dance with his wife who had been locked away for so long. Where darkness had been and now light had come, the husband embraced his wife and they began to dance. He said, it's okay, my love, come dance with me. Stories have been the fabric of our conversation 
since the beginning of time. There have been caves that they've walked in and seen drawings upon the walls of caves where stories have been unfolded and have been told. There have been these unseen things that were now being told, journeys that have been explored that had never been told before. Adventures that had happened and now were being unfolded as stories of exploration and travel begin to happen to lands that have never been happened before. In fact, in Scripture, we see some spies who went into a land to find out what the promises of God were to be for them. And they come back with a story and they said, the grapes are so massive, it's going to take loads of us to carry them. And they came out with these words, the land, it flows with milk and honey. I don't know if that was a true representation and it did flow or yet was just speaking of the splendour and the wonder of what God had for them. The unfolding of a story. And they've been the fabric of our conversations and in our lives, stories have been crucial for so long. At early ages, we have been told stories by our older family members. We have lay in bed as parents, have laid next to us and told us stories of their lives and also stories from books as they have read novels to us and said once upon a time and ended those novels in things as such as, and they lived happily ever after. Organisations have been birthed to get prisoners who are in prison to tell their story on recording so they can be sent to their children. Such is the importance of connection through stories. Being lost in a novel or a story whilst you lie on a sunny beach. Oh, remember those days? I can't wait for that to happen again. Going to the cinema at night and sitting with those that you love around about you and watching a film and being absorbed by it. Remember those days? They're coming back very soon. The introduction of Netflix, stories that seem to be on demand, our desire to binge-watch stuff because we don't want to watch it week by week. How 1980s is that? We want to have the story now and enjoy the story while we've got it. And our desire to be with friends and meet with them over the next few weeks and days and months and years that are ahead. Why? Not so we just enjoy each other's company, so we create stories and memories and things that will happen. Perhaps turn to the person in the room next to you and say, I've loved your face for the next last 12 months, but I can't wait to meet somebody else. <laughs> can't wait to create a new story and see a new face. Sorry, my love. I do love you. But creating stories together. And we need to realise there, you know, we've had some fabulous preachers that have been brought into us, and Mark and Sean, they're fantastic preachers who can communicate the word of God. But be honest, me, I'm a storyteller. That's what I do. I try to interpret scripture in a certain way and log it into scriptures, log it into stories around about me. I watched my father, how he would tell stories and link them into scriptures and was fascinated how a story could unlock people's lives. I think about my Jesus who himself was the greatest storyteller there ever was. And there my God created moments of stories where he told stories and linked it into scripture and unraveled truth. Yet, we, you and me, sometimes we look at ourselves, 
we consider that our story isn't good enough. We hesitate, we pause. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I withdraw from wanting to tell my story because my confidence has been knocked. My confidence has been hit. And I don't think my story is interesting enough. And therefore, I step back. Not because the dramatic story, my dramatic, I think my story isn't compelling enough. I don't think my story is good enough for others to hear. It's, it's not the cross of the switchblade. <laughs> it, it, it's not the machine gun preacher. I wasn't part of the biggest gang. I've, I've never been on drugs. I've never seen a massive miracle of healing in my life. But if my story and your story was good enough for Jesus, thank you so much. If my story and your story was good enough to Jesus to join earth for, then your story is good enough to be heard. Everyone's got a story. If your story was good enough for Jesus to leave heaven and join earth for, then your story is good enough to be heard. If your story is good enough for the Holy Spirit to dwell within you and within me and walk with me day by day, a moment he never leaves me nor forsakes me but is there through every trial and triumph, your story is good enough to be heard. And in Mark, sorry, in Luke chapter 7, there is a story, verses 11 to 15, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to read it to you. But I'll tell you about a story of a guy who was dead. A story of a guy who had lost his life. And Jesus is going to this town. It says that he left and he came to a place, this place called Nain. Do you know what Nain means? It simply means this, lovely. So Jesus was walking to a lovely place. That's what was happening. Jesus is walking to a lovely place. And in verse 11, it says, when he gets to the village gates, there's a lady there who's in a, who's in a funeral possession. And the village, the town, they're walking with her and they're crying. They're upset because her son has been lost. He is dead, he is in a coffin. Jesus looks. And he sees that this lovely place suddenly wasn't so lovely after all. Because this lovely place, named lovely, had now full of pain and was full of sorrow. It was full of suffering. And Jesus breaks in to the suffering and the pain. And he says, I'm going to do something. I'm going to speak into a situation. I'm going to change the situation. And I'm going to bring life to it. I'm going to take death and I'm going to change it around. And I'm going to bring life to a situation. And he walks over to the dead position. And he says, get up. And immediately, it says, immediately, life comes into this horrible, painful situation. This darkness, this death situation. And lovely comes back into the room. Lovely begins to happen once again. And something bursts forward. And it says that this guy, he sits up. He sits up, his position, his posture is changed. 
because once he was lying in darkness and now he's alive in light of God's Word. And he's alive once again. And it says, what else does it say? He sits up and he begins to talk or he begins to tell his story. Come on, everyone has a story. And you have a story, and I have a story. Leanne, you have a story. Guys, you have a story. At home, you have a story. Because once we were dead and lying in darkness, and God came and spoke His Word into our lives, and we become alive in Him. We sit up. We take a new posture. He says, I've come to give you life, and life to the full. And therefore, my story needs to be heard. Not only do I have a posture of life, but I have a story that needs to be told. Everyone, everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. I think Jesus, can you use my preacher's imagination? Touched the coffin of a dead boy and said, it's okay, my love. Come dance with me. Come dance with me. Come dance with me. He postured himself just like that old man did. In that room when the light came in her eyes, he postured himself on the cross. Like the old man did for the embrace of his wife, he postured himself on the cross and said as he died on the cross, it's okay, my loves. And a robber looked across at him as he postured and said, I've done so many wrong things. I've done so many heartache things. Forgive me, remember me. When you go to heaven, remember me. And he said, it's okay. Come dance with me, my love. Come dance with me. Because today, you'll be with me in paradise. Come dance with me. And my story my story is about a Jesus who took time to stoop to this world. What a story I have. And it's your story. He stooped, he came low. Not so he was fully God who became fully man. He didn't stoop so low so he could be crowned. He stooped so low so he could connect. And at the beginning of time, that same God stooped and took the, the earth. He put it, he moulded us in his hands because he's a God who stoops and comes to us. And he breathed life into us. It's that same God who came to the sin of the world and he stooped and came low as a baby. Not in riches, but around him was muck and mess and excrement and the stale milk. He didn't look for triumph. He looked and humbled us to come to this world because he said, mankind needs me and I'll come to them the way they are and he stoops into our world. As a man, he walked around and saw one who had sinned and he came and he stooped into our world where others took rocks and wanted to throw stones and say, kill her for she has sinned. He stooped and he wrote something in the sand and he looked at her and he said, go and sin no more. And I'm thankful that same God looks in my sin and He comes and stoops into my world. He creates me new. He's given me a story to tell. And He says, come dance with me. Come, my love, come dance with me. 
There wasn't a temptation that he didn't experience just like me. When I'm tempted, he says, come dance with me. There on the cross, he took that posture. He says, I'm here, come embrace. Come dance with me. This 51-year-old man who stands before you now. Oh, I've experienced some triumphs, some journeys, some joys. I've known God say, come dance. But in redundancy, I've had those moments when we lost income and work. And I cried on my way home in the car thinking, how will I provide for my family? The story of Jesus joined my journey. He said, it's okay, my love. Come dance with me. And those breakdowns of life, I'm sure you've had them. I remember sitting on the front with the Bible in one hand and Valium in the other. Thank God my family would do better off without me as I looked at the waves crashing in. I don't know what to do. I don't feel strong enough to carry on. He said, it's okay, my love. Come dance with me. And those moments of lack of confidence. Today he's saying, he might be frightened of what it looks like in the months ahead, but he's just saying, we've got a storm. It's okay, my love, come dance with me. Whether we've had lots or we've had little, his arm is outstanding in my story. He said, it's okay, come dance with me. When I feel frustrated and I've let myself down, I look at a God on a cross who says, I've got a story. Don't look at your failures, failures, look at my cross. Come dance with me. When I sin, and oh, I sin every day. He looks, he says, it's okay, Nige. Just ask for forgiveness. Come dance with me. When I stand in fear and trepidation of what tomorrow will look like. What I need to face this afternoon even. What I need to face tomorrow. He's on a cross, he says, come dance with me. So my story is a story of a stooping God, a loving God, a personal God, a God who touched my death and brought me life. He woke me from a dark place. It's a God who walks with me each day and never leaves me. Whatever I face, He's always there. He always has been. He just says, reach out for my love and forgiveness. Let's journey through life together. He says, it's okay, my love. Come dance with me. And everyone, you and me, we have a story to tell. We're going to share with you right now of how you can help share your story, how you can frame your story. And we've got people who will help you put your story together, articulate that. How you can get that story in your heart that says, I've got something to tell you. Let's realise we've been woken from a death experience to a life experience. And that story is good enough to hear and should be heard. Everyone has a story. Watch this video and then we'll come straight back together.